Welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game. I'm Paul, and I am contrasty. I, uh, I'm Chops. I'm also contrasty. Uh, I'm also exhausted from my last two days of work before driving to Gen Con. And I am Potter, and sometimes being a parent sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm tired. Uh, that's exactly why I'm tired. Yeah, not just work, right? Work plus a teething baby. Oh, work, yeah. Yep, work, kids, new summer camp schedule, just shoot me now. Yeah, that sounds busy. Very busy. I uh, I don't know that I feel bad that mine's going off to college. Yeah, but she's not going far from home, though, so... Nope, not at all. Just a few minutes down the road. Yep. So, yeah. So, uh, hobby progress. It seems like there's a lot of hobby progressing. Yeah, um, I guess I'll go first this time. Um, so, uh, loyal listeners will be disappointed to hear that I'm two models shy of my uh, goal of getting all my bra- or, uh, my um, Boltons done. They're getting there. I will finish all of them, but I have two flayed men left to paint. Outside of that, everything is done. Like, they're totally done except for these two two cavalry guys. Um, but I had to take a break cause I was just so like exhausted with painting them. So I painted up some stuff for carnival and I also took a little time to try doing some new painting methods for terrain on a couple pieces of, uh, plastic GW terrain. And I'm actually really happy with the way those turned out. So it was a worthwhile experiment, uh, because, you know, within the next week or two, I'm going to have a box full of GW plastic terrain that I'm going to want to paint quickly. So I wanted to try some techniques on terrain I didn't care about. And it turned out pretty good. Awesome. That's a that's a good plan. Yeah, I'll talk about that war cry terrain, are you? I am, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Chris? How's your uh, hobby going? I am I'm actually in the middle of painting Eddard Stark right now for my uh, Song of Ice and Fire. I'm nice. happy to hear anytime you say you're painting, man. Yeah, I know. I got, I got, I got the bug. I got the bug, and I'm taking advantage of it. Um, Paul kind of uh, kicked me in the shins today because I was talking about wanting to go out and buy some stuff. You know, just more minis. He's like, "Paint your shit. I want to start YouTube." Yeah, yeah, because we can't put videos up if stuff's not painted. Yeah, so I came, ho- I came home. Got the kids all taken care of and started painting. Yeah, that's why I'm painting my carnival stuff, right? It's in service of the uh, video content for the channel. Yeah, so I figured I was taking a break from the um, the rank and file and get a character started. There you go. Good plan. Good plan. Yeah, and I'm I'm currently uh, trying to finish up these trappers. That I'm uh, working on. They're pretty. They're pretty close to done. Really, it's just kind of hitting up the spots that I missed and doing their spear tips and then putting bases on them. So, uh, most likely by the time we are done talking tonight, these will be serviceable and ready to go. Very nice. That's awesome. And you guys uh, yeah. have have something coming up this weekend, right? That you're frantically painting because you want to be fully painted for. Is that right, Paul? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking there's a good chance that uh for this event on Saturday that I will have a fully painted 40 point Song of Ice and Fire Free Folk Army. That's amazing. So you guys are playing in a uh, a Song of Ice and Fire event then? Yes, we are. Um 
coordinator just put out the the packet for us, so we are uh, we are definitely getting ready for that. Hell yeah! Man. Ooh, I'll have We're, to take a look uh, what, at the packet. I haven't seen that yet. What shop uh, are you guys playing out of? Uh, I think this one's at Game Theory, right? Yep, it's over at Game Theory. Cool. So anybody in and, the North uh, Carolina area, you want to check out some of Song of Ice and Fire? You've been curious. Game Theory, this. Or, well, I don't know if this will go. Oh, this will go out because it's going to be Gen Con hype. So it'll go out so yeah. Saturday. If you want to watch yeah, it'll be a quick, play. quick turnaround on this episode. So, yeah. And that leads us into uh, the main topic of the day, right? Which is Gen Con hype and what we're excited yeah. about Gen Con. There's a, there's a lot coming up. There is. I'm, uh, I've got a pretty packed. Well, I don't actually have a packed schedule. I have a, I have a reasonable schedule. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about a lot of stuff. Um, I think um, if you guys want, I can start by breaking down what I'm doing day by day, um, and then we'll go from tell there. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah. All right. So so yeah. Thursday. Uh, yeah. Thursday, first day of the show. Um, uh, opening is going to be gate crashing and ninja shopping. I know a lot of people like you know everybody gets a different thing out of Gen Con, right? Like, and I don't, I don't. Uh, want to take away from anybody's experience and the reason i say this is because i have a lot of people to get down on the thing that i really like like i love gen con for the retail therapy aspect and the reason i like it so much is that it's like going to a the the biggest game store on the planet that has everything i could possibly want plus stuff that i can't normally get um, and things that I didn't know I wanted. And I just, every year I go, I feel like I'm going to be sick of the exhibitor hall. And I always spend more time in there than I think I'm going to, because I'm just having such a good time looking at all the vendors, talking to game developers, playing demos, buying shit that I pass by and is too cool to like, just let sit there. So most of Thursday is devoted to me shopping. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, I've uh, I've got uh, a list of ninja shopping things that I'm going to be doing. Uh, Privateer Press, I, I calculated today. Privateer Press has like four hundred and ninety dollars coming from from me and the people that I'm ninja shopping for on Thursday. Whoa, what are what are you yeah. getting from Privateer Press? That's the most. Uh, there's a couple people in the local area that want uh, the Monpak model, so I'm gonna. Oh, Titanica. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm yeah, also grabbing cool model. four Riot Quest starters and two copies of all of the single models that they're going to have there. Dang. Wow. Yeah, plus wow. the plus the Oblivion kit and like one other thing. So a lot of didn't stuff. Realize, didn't realize you guys had a lot of Privateer Press players up in your area. Well, there's there's one group, right, of, of War Mahords players. And I just, I, I, I know a couple of them, right? So, um. Yeah, so I'm ninja shopping for a couple people there. Uh, also, I'll be making a quick stop at the Weird booth. Um, a little disappointed. For, your, I saw for yourself weird... or for others? What? For yourself or for others? Yeah. So I have, and I have. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a couple things that I want to get at the Weird booth. A couple reasons to be there. Um, this is going to sound weird, but I think. The reason I'm most excited now is I want to see all of the new uh, Angel Geraldes uh, commissions that they're going to have in the display cases. I'm uh, no, nothing weird about that, man. Yeah, I'm really stoked to take a look, especially now that they're not going to have the books. They announced today that they're not going to have the books at the booth, um, which was one yeah, of the main I saw that. I so, so, 
So real quick, just getting on that for a second, is that like a, a shock or is that, well, just another weird thing? I think it's just another weird thing, right? They're always yeah. a month late. Like everything from weird is a month late. Um, well, it sounds like they're still going to their, their web store on time and out to stores on time. It's just they Miss Gen Con. The Miss Gen Con. Yeah, which is fine. You know, and whatever they have at Gen Con, I have a ninja shopping list from people that like, if they have this, grab this. Um, right. And so I'm going to be grabbing it and I'll uh, I'll say it on the show. Uh, I've been like wanting to surprise the, my local meta with the fact that I'm changing factions for third edition. Oh, Jesus. Um, so I'll be looking for some uh, some tokens and cool stuff for my new declared faction. Nice. Um, and uh, also like in ninja shopping. And then um, the other thing for sure that I really am excited about is uh, I'll probably be getting a couple copies of the Molly box um, just because I know I, I have at least one person in the meta that straight up wants me to grab it. Um, and then and when you're talking Molly also, box, you're talking pirate Myrit, Molly, right? The pirate, yeah. Molly, the, yeah. The, so if you know, the if people, new... listeners, if you want to go check this out, so there's something about weird that they do every year for Gen Con. It's called a nightmare box, and the nightmare box isn't just an alt model. It's a crew box that where the entire crew box has been replaced with a themed out alternate version of the models. And this year, the mo- the, the the model and crew box is Molly. So it's Molly's third edition crew kit, um, and it, it she's zombie pirate themed. So she is like a pirate, and then she's got three zombie pirates with her. Um, it's it's t- totally amazing. Uh, I think it has my favorite of any like any alt model that they've ever done. So there, there's a character in the fluff named Philip and the Nanny, uh, and the original sculpt for Philip and the Nanny. So Philip is a, a person in the Malifaux lore who has been decapitated. And his head is still preserved and alive. And he's got sort of a, uh, an automaton that, like, basically pushes him around in a baby carriage. Uh, and the alternate model is, uh, like, pirate with a decapitated head out in front of her. She's holding it like a lantern. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome, awesome uh, nightmare box. And then it the comes with thing, a pirate the only thing, Yeah, the only thing I knew about that box was everybody's, like, screaming for some guy that gets a head like abe or something i don't know what his name no is. archie he archie. gets a archie hat. Hat. yeah there's a pirate hat, hat for that's archie. what it was yeah. it's like the that's and literally a, like the only thing i knew about it it's amazing that's maybe the coolest bonus in the box is that it has a pirate hat for archie okay so who is archie <laughs> it's like the one of the essential molly models but yeah. isn't okay. in her core box and right. would have been it, it, he's a pretty hefty model so it would have been expensive to add him on and honestly, gotcha. put it, just putting a pirate hat on him is perfect because <laughs> he's so dude. Yeah, because he, well, yeah, and he's like carrying the ice cream, ice cream cone cone. anyway. So yeah, so he's oh, so he's like so he's like a model. he's like a big yeah, kid yeah, yeah. anyway. So to give him a pirate hat on top of the ice cream cone is just amazing. It's yeah, perfect. I remember him. The, so he 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 came out like right, uh, it, right around like right as I stopped playing. So yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Yep, so that's that's what I'm excited about for for uh, Thursday. But then also on Thursday, I am doing a weird speed paint. So weird has oh. multiple heats of a little speed painting contest. So I'll be participating in their speed painting as well, which is really exciting. That'll be fun. Yeah, and so that's all that contrasting will help out. Hmm. 
So hopefully all that contrast painting you'll be doing to help you out. Yeah, I'm hoping it will. Like just that quick brush control, right? Like fast base coats. And I already know like my color theory is good. My mixing is good. So I'll get some good base coats down, then paint the base. So the goal is get the base coats, paint the base, and then start working on highlighting uh, any areas that are like that I want to show, like chests, faces, you know, and then just work any details I can until time gets called. Uh, and that's the plan of attack. Bases and faces. Bases and faces. You got it. So that's my plan of attack. Um, I think it'll be be pretty good. Um, so I'm excited. I'm very excited, actually, to do the, that uh, that painting contest. And that's yeah, that actually Thursday. sounds like a really good time. Yeah. That's all just Thursday, isn't it? That wow. is Thursday. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, that's Thursday. So Friday um, is my day alone at the con. So Thursday I'll have Ella, my wife, with me and our daughter. Um, and so um you know some of that will you know obviously be taking care of the baby and doing other stuff but that everything else will be mixed in with that oh i missed something well no we'll get to it anyway um this the friday though friday is my day alone at the con because we're staying at a family member's house so um ella's going to be hanging out with family and i'm going to be going solo to gen con on friday and at uh bright and early in the morning i will be signing in for the tyrants of malifaux tournament which is a nice. 50 soul stone tournament for Malifaux three round 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much my Friday. I think I'll probably leave right after that because my brain's going to be on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I can imagine. Um, but I'm excited, right? I haven't played in a Malifaux tournament since Adepticon 2017, so um, pretty exciting. It's over two years ago, right? The, the last the last 50 soul stone tournament I was in, so I'm pretty stoked uh to get back into it and i'll be soloing wong i think i'm just going to take the whiz bang keyword in its entirety uh and i'll build the crew i have a i have a crew i basically they released the packet so i've got a pretty i mean obviously i'll wait to hear who my opponent declares but i've pretty much got my crews picked out for each of the three rounds uh and i'm as ready as i'm gonna be so that'll be fun awesome I'm excited for you. Those uh, yeah. those are long days, but yeah, I you know I'm still disappointed that it's not the carnival event. Like I'm still re- like I didn't really want to play in a competitive tournament. I was really excited for this like narrative event that I was going to do at carnival. But in lieu of that being canceled, I think like now that I am like committed and I've put the thought in and I'm ready and I've played a couple games with Wong and you know I'm I'm not going to do well, um, but I'm going to have fun. And I'm going to play so. That's, and that's what matters, right? Is getting some games in and meeting some new people. Yep. Uh, hell, maybe I'll run into some people from North Carolina. Who knows, right? Yeah, I don't know who. I don't know. You'll probably see the plunges because they're always out there. Yep. Yeah, they're they're so, for yeah. sure going to be there. So good bet that you'll see the plunges. Yep. And I've yeah, got a to... guy that's doing the henchman hardcore tournament. Um, but yeah, but I'm I'm excited. So that'll be my Friday. Um, my Saturday is. Actually, so my wife and I got married at Gen Con, and our wedding anniversary is on Saturday. So Saturday, we signed up for a couple couples events that are there. Uh, We signed up for a couple board game demos. We're meeting a bunch of her friends from work um, that are also going to be there because she works at, like, a a computer lab downtown, and there's, like, a lot of like-minded uh, you know, like-minded folks that work in, at the university. So we're going to meet them and he, play. He, mean, he means nerds. He means nerds. there's nerds. Yeah. At a university computer lab, go, go figure, right? <laughs> uh, Shocking. I know. 
uh, or I should say in the group of people that run IT for the University of the Campus IT. Uh, anyway, so that's what we'll be doing. Um, and we'll be going out for anniversary nachos because that was the first meal we got after we got married. It was a giant plate of nachos in Indy. So we're going to do that too. Um, and then uh, Sunday, we're going to do a thing we always do every Gen Con. And I have to tell you guys, it's a thing that I recommend everybody does. Uh, can you can you even fathom a guess? Is what we might what so Sunday is family day at Gen Con. And I, if I've never told you, can you fathom a guess of a ridiculous? What's the most like ridiculous board game related thing you could possibly imagine that would happen early in the morning on Sunday at Gen Con? Twister. And, that's close. <laughs> uh, Candyland. Getting warmer. Oh man, I'd be so excited if it was Candyland. It's it's uh, it's actually much better. I mean, it's the loudest, the loudest thing that happens at Gen Con. <laughs> okay, I always said Mad Libs. No, not Mad Libs. So what it is? It is a they sell two hundred tickets, and every year it sells out at the last minute. It is a hungry, hungry hippos tournament. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and it is so fun. Uh, every year I've gone, I've done it. Uh, every year, it's like it, it doesn't last very long, but it's it's two bucks, and it's like the best two dollars you can spend at Gen Con if you're going to be there on Sunday. I was oh, going to say because you, it can't last very long because within the first ten minutes, there's only three marbles left. Yeah, well, yeah. no, oh, do 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 do. It's they have so it's two hundred people, right? They have fifty sets. And then you play heats. I know, and there's probably and... only going to be three marbles left by the time you <laughs> lose them all. Because <laughs> they all go on the table, or on the floor. <laughs> anyway, it's really fun. I got somebody's just going to somebody's going to toss the hippo game. When they call time on a heat, because the heats last like 25 seconds, right? But they call time on a oh, heat, God. all you hear is just bang, 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 just all, all over the hall. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like I said, it's like it's it's got to be the the funnest thing that they do. Also, there's a like a children's charity, and they make a dragon out of balloons for the entire time. And then at like noon on Saturday, they get a bunch of kids with swords, and they let the kids run in and destroy the balloon dragon with swords. Oh, oh cool! Jeez, my son would love that. It's so fun, and we always watch that too. Um, we usually have our our uh, our eight year old, and she usually participates in the slaying of the dragon. Um, but this year it's just, we'll just watch just cause it's hilarious to watch like a band of 30 kids as adventurers running in to slay a dragon and watching all the balloons pop is hilarious. Um, <laughs> and then we'll head home and that's my, uh, that's my Gen Con plan. I think it's pretty solid. It's not bad. It, it sounds, sounds like a, it sounds like a good, uh, good weekend. So yeah, lots of board game demos on Saturday, Malifaux tournament on Friday, fun stuff on Saturday, shopping on Thursday. Um, but let's talk about what the excited stuff to see, right? Like I, I hinted a little bit at the, uh, the privateer press, which I'm, we'll go a little bit more in depth into and then Malifaux, which I think we've exhausted. But so the other thing that I'm doing right away on Thursday morning, so I'll be heading to the weird booth and I have my wife heading to the Simon booth nice. uh, beca- because they are going to have a very limited quantity of the Baratheon starter box. And, uh, my my name is my name is on one of those, right? If I can get them, yeah. Because they're extremely limited. Typically means even if you run, you're not going to get one. Yeah, like, I know. Usually, it's a very important guest or whatever. 
Yeah, and I'll try on Thursday and Saturday because normally what they do is they have like five or six for every day. Uh, right. So I'm gonna no, try I get it. Thursday I and get Saturday. It, but if I get one though, all the I mean, yeah. But really, what I want to do is I want to get them in. Oh, I was gonna say, and Paul, you can still play them. No, I can't. <laughs> so Baratheons, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, the cards they've spoiled so far. They look so good. They look tanky and reactionary, which is fun for me because I'm not like always the best planner. So having a having a good opportunity to repost sounds great. Uh, like a, a, a faction that can punch back is rare in this game. <laughs> uh, right. So I'm pretty excited um, for the opportunity. Right now, the only them. the only faction that that can really punch back is Lannisters, but they punch back uh, with morale. No, um, Night's Watch do it too. They've got counter. Night's Watch can punch back, yeah. I mean, everybody to some degree can, but these guys are like, they seem like that's what they want to do, right? They like actively right. want to be reactionary. Um, like the, the models they spoiled today, the Wardens, where, so when you're playing A Song of Ice and Fire, there's really essentially three conditions. Um, and the two conditions that are important here are weakened uh, and vulnerable. Uh, and what weakened does is that when an opponent attacks you, you can make them re-roll all their successes. Um, and so when you attack somebody with this unit, they become weakened, which is great, right? Because you know that their punchback is going to be lighter because uh, you're going to be able to force them to re-roll successes. But right. when they hit somebody, if the person that they hit is already weakened, they can make them spend the weakened token as if it was vulnerable, which instead of making them re-roll uh, offensive, it makes them roll their defense saves again. <laughs> right. So uh, it's such a good yeah, ability. So it's so flexible. And on these guys that save on a 3-plus with 6-plus morale – they're just going to be able to hang out for the most part, mm-hmm. right? Unless you're stupid with them, they're going to be able to like, they're, they're just going to be good for the length, right? They're, 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 they want to get stuck in their tar pits. Um, and yeah, they can they use the situation. A lot. Yeah, they do. They really do. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to, uh, to see a, how much those cost. Um, and, uh, you know, and also like, see what the themed Tarath- Baratheon terrain looks like and the dice and all that stuff. I'm just excited to see the box if I can get it. So yep. that's one thing I'm excited about. Uh, another thing that I'll be doing, just because it's very hard to get in the States, is I'll be stopping by the GCT Studios booth because uh, they always have a nice booth and I'll be looking for the Bushido 2nd Edition uh, two-player starter box. Uh, since I have a very strong reason to want to buy all the two-player starter boxes I can at the moment. Um, <laughs> and uh, that the Bushido one is high on my list. Uh, it's only six models, so it should be like nice and easy to paint. comes with like this really sweet set of tokens that they used to sell for like 14 bucks. Um, and it has a rule book uh, and all the cards. and it's just, it's just a really nice two-player starter. So I think if I can get one, I'm definitely snagging one of those. Um, so, hey, uh, bringing, bringing that up just made me want to ask something. Um, Eden. Yes. Is Happy Games Factory going to be there? Are they still around? I feel like they've kind of dropped off the face of the earth. I don't know, and I feel the same way, and I will report back after the, the convention to let you know. Yeah, let me know if they're there because that's kind of weird because they were pretty uh, 
pretty vocal going into Adepticon, and I feel like I haven't seen much in the way of anything from yeah, them. Yeah, I've got... I've... It makes me worried. But, yeah, you know, I have... But like, on the other hand, I have everything that I want for Eden right now, so I'm kind of... And I, you know, yeah, but still... I would like them to be around, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I want to... Yeah, I haven't you know, seen anything on Twitter or anything from them lately. I don't I don't know what's going on with it's them. It's been pretty quiet. I, I agree. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they haven't gone under. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, they're yeah, they're, they're crossed. good guys. I hate to see them unemployed. Maybe For Warcraft sure. will buy them. Mm, <laughs> <got> that. <laughs> um, that would be all right. Um, okay, so uh, the next thing on my list to talk about was uh, Riot Quest. We talked a little bit about Riot Quest on the last uh, the last episode, but I think it's worth talking about here, um, just be, because I feel like people aren't giving this game. Uh, like they're dismissing it offhand right away. So what I want to do is like go into a little bit more about Riot Quest and talk about why I'm excited about it. Like why am I buying four starter sets uh, at the pre-release and why am I buying the extra models? And so basically the it's a one-player starter, which whatever. Uh, it's 50 bucks. Um, you get your the Privateer Press models, right, which are always super high quality. Uh, your dice, tokens, cards, game mat, everything you need to play it. The thing about this game is that it's like a beer and pretzels weight uh, hex-based like battle arena game, um, who, which has some pretty clever mechanics. Uh, there are like six specific classes in the game, and every character belongs to one of the classes. And essentially, the crew building rules are bring between five and ten heroes, and that's it. Like. Okay. Just choose, mix and match. You can't have any doubles. So the 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 basic thing here is that it's very lightweight. It's very like they don't want you to have to worry too much about like pre-planning before you go into matches. And how it works is your guys are essentially warping into this area that is a known treasure hotspot, and you guys are like trying to like throw bombs at each other and loot chests and buy stuff and then get out with the most money possible, right? Okay. Um, and the release model for the game is they're going to have this one-player starter, and then they're going to be releasing um, the map and unit expansions. So the maps are going to be neo- neoprene mats. So they're going to have like new mats with new terrain and new sort of like like configurations of where the spawning portals and all the stuff are going to be on the maps. Uh, and then basically, it's uh, solos for privateer press war machine style so you buy a a, basically a solo comes with the resin mini comes with the stat cards you need and then those are also usable in war machine nice Um, Hmm. more bang for your buck yeah bang for your buck and the the reason that i really like this is it's it's it feels truly like and i i know i've said this to you guys in private and i may have said it on the show before a, a, a kind of goldilocks game for me like a thing that i've really been waiting for has been a game that I can play consistently as a second game that doesn't cost me money like a first game. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I play a right, lot of skirmish right. games, and games sort of, like, rotate in and out of my number one position, and I've always wanted that alt game that's fun and that I can play every game night, right? Like, no matter what I'm playing, if I'm playing Wildless Exodus, if I'm playing Malifaux, if I'm playing A Song of Ice and Fire, whatever I'm showing up for, I've always wanted this second game where I can be like, hey, you want to get a round in of X before we play our game? And I think Riot Quest is that game. It's going to be 
easy to play. If you have if you have a collection of ten models, you can just tell your friend, you take these five, I'll take these five. Let's just throw down a quick match in the half hour before everybody else shows up. Um, and and this game really like nails that, nails it. Um, I you know I've I've seen the 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 way the rules work. Obviously, we haven't read the rule book yet, but they've done a pretty thorough breakdown of how the rules work in the game online already. Doesn't seem overly complicated, um, and it doesn't seem overly complicated into be into into so far as to say that this game is really easy to teach to children, and the models are children friendly. Like there's no cheesecake models. Everything has sort of like a cartoony, like over the top Saturday morning cartoon slant to it, including the artwork. Um, right. So like, it's just everything about it is hitting on all cylinders for me. And like, I don't care that it's light. I don't, I literally don't like, this is the kind of game that I want. Um, you know, I, yeah, I there's play... nothing, there's nothing wrong with a light game. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. Not at all. And also like, I have been wanting to have a thing that I can support privateer press in forever because I love their models. I love their paints. They seem to have a pretty fun, like company culture, um, and you know, I just want to be involved in helping support them. And they've just never made a game that has encouraged me to buy their models or their games. And, and I'm, I'm happy that this game can be that game. Yeah. I mean, you, you got me interested. I think when we were talking about stuff, um, last episode, I think it was, and you know, like I said, the whole thing that it's, it's children friendly and it's got that more of like that cartoony look. Cause I've always liked their, their goblin card deck games. And we talked about that last time, like, I'm interested in this. I have not done enough research on it. I've, I, I tried to start watching their kind of like let's play that they did on their YouTube channel. And I just got, I lost interest real quick, but I'm hoping that this fits. I want to see the rules. I'm, I'm hoping I can grab this and, and start playing with my son, you know, pick it up, be easy. Him and I get a quick game in on a Saturday or something, you know, and, and have some fun with it and get him introduced to minis. Yeah. And I definitely think this is the right game for it, man. Like I just, I feel very strongly this is a very good war game to teach kids um, and uh, for tons of reasons. But that Saturday morning cartoon thing is great. And also, man, I, even if I can't get it because it sells out, which I don't think it will, just because I don't think the game has the hype that it really should have. Um, but there's this m- miniature called Widget, the Tinker Extraordinaire, which is like this chick with wings that's like she's basically like flying but her flying base is this gigantic wrench that she's carrying so like nice. the wrench is like scraping against the ground uh it's just the coolest model and i'm so excited about it um so i'll be like for sure gunning for that um but that's what i'm excited about from privateer press yeah, privateer's always done a good job with their uh con exclusive models um yeah i think they'll know, have I, plenty I'm not too worried about it. They had Brewgrash all the way through Sunday uh, in 2017, or the last time I was there. So I'm not too ex- I'm not too worried about it. You'll get them. Yeah. Um, okay. So the last thing I want to talk about is, and it'll lead me into the second topic and the other thing that I'm excited for at Gen Con is uh, there is typically a very cool thing that Fantasy Flight does every year. Uh, which is they put out everything they brought brand new into display cases and they leave four display cases empty for on Thursday that are like, these will be filled tomorrow on Friday after the in-flight report. Uh, So I'm really excited about the in-flight report, you guys, like, because we, 
everything we could have wanted from Fantasy Flight, like they've announced. Do you know what I mean? Like they we wanted Clone Wars in all the systems. That's a reality. And they're releasing it at Gen Con, right? So the Clone Wars right. stuff for Legion will be out. But like Fantasy Flight is not like a stagnant company. That it is an engine that is continuously moving. And so this is where we're going to see what that engine is producing over the next eight months. Um, and I'm fucking stoked. Like, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah there, I, there's a ton of Legion stuff that like pre pre stuff. Like, is it's not just Clone Wars? Like, it's all the Imperial stuff that uh, for their new expansions are, are all coming out. There, the Dubacks, the Shore Troopers, all that's coming out. Uh, yeah, so they're going to have to show all the new Legion stuff, right? So it's going to be whatever's whatever the 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 forthcoming waves for the Republic and the Trade Federation, right? Like, um, and then like, yeah, we'll start uh, see some some new stuff from them. Hopefully, hopefully some uh, Clone Wars Armada. That Armada, would be cool. yeah, like a new Armada yep. starter. That would be rad. That would be great. Uh, and then whatever board games, right? They're going to have something. They always have well, some the, kind of cool board game that they're working on. They've um, they've they've shown all the Keyfort. They've shown all the Keyfort stuff that's coming out too. So they'll have that as well. Yep. So, right, but that's the point. Like, what are they not telling us? That exactly. That's that is what I'm so excited about. Is like everything that we know is there is hella exciting. So the fact that they've they've got stuff up their sleeve to show us is just amazingly like hype inducing. I'm just so excited. Like, well, I, maybe I cannot, it's. I, I can't believe how many times I said like in the last ten minutes because I'm so excited about whatever Fantasy Flight is going to be doing. Maybe it's uh-huh. maybe it's this could be a little snarky, but maybe it's a resupport of Rune Wars. Ooh, I don't think so. <laughs> that game <laughs> is dead as a doornail. Like I said, this is a little snarky. Yeah, uh, that would be like come bad. on, bringing out some more uh, Wrath of Kings. Wrath stuff. of Kings <laughs> ain't happening. Game is dead. Ding dong. Yep. Um. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm excited about for Fantasy Flight. But that leads me into my next thing, which is, you know, I'm going and I said I'm going and I'm doing some shopping. And you guys all know me on the show as a miniature gamer. But what you don't know is that I played a crap ton of board games. And Gen Con is much yeah, more do. about the board game experience for me than the miniature game experience. Uh, and my Saturday at Gen Con is, is pretty much completely devoted to playing board games with my wife. Um and whatever whatever Fantasy Flight is showing off and whatever they're demoing is always a thing that we do. So the year before we got married, the first year we went to Gen Con, actually, um, we sat down randomly at a Fantasy Flight demo table and we played a game uh, developed by Reiner Knizia called Samurai. And it was a, uh, a, a game that I, I didn't know was going to be at the show. I wasn't really familiar with the game at the time because it had been out of print for so long and it was a game that Fantasy Flight was bringing back into print. And that was like one of the surprise things they brought that year. Uh, and my wife and I had such a good time playing that we bought that board game. And it's still one of the most played board games we have in our collection. Um, so we'll be stopping by the Fantasy Flight booth as we do every year and looking at their demo tables and seeing if something looks interesting. Because um, that's how we ended up. I mean, that's how I would have bought Star Wars Rebellion anyway, right? But like we played a demo of that and it was really great. So like. I'm just uh, excited to like go there with her and sit and see what they've got and play whatever they have on demo because it's just a tradition and we always do it. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, but outside of that, also, Simon is going to have a prototype copy of Trudvang, which is the Viking board game that they have 
uh, on Kickstarter. It's on Kickstarter, right? right? Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and that's a new game designed by Eric Lang and five other people who I unfortunately don't know the names of. But Eric Lang, as I've, I think I've said on the show, is my very favorite board game designer. Uh, he's, you know, maybe not produced all the best, like all hits, but many of my top favorite board games are designed by Eric Lang. So uh, I'm willing to give anything he was deeply involved with a very honest try. And if I can get a shot at playing Trudevang or at least just hanging out and listening to a description of it, I'm definitely in for that. And I'm going to go check that out. Uh, I'm Sounds also going to be looking for, yeah, I'm going to be looking for a copy of Wingspan. Uh, which is a game that just won the Kennerspiel Kenner Spiel Yaris or the Game of the Year. Uh, it's like the Advanced Game of the Year from the German. Uh, like the basically the the Spiel des Jahres is like the contest where they there's like a German board that judges on games that came out in Germany over the last year, and it's actually really prestigious. Like generally, games that win these awards sell order of magnitude more copies than games that don't. Um, a lot of people are li- like like to say that it's not a big deal in the states, but they're dumb. It's a huge deal, and games that win these awards do actually move tons more units. Um, and so this game is a game essentially about bird watching, which sounds really not great, um, but the the art is gorgeous. Uh, and from what I've heard, the gameplay loop is an engine builder, and I love engine builders. So, um, and it's also been impossible to get. It's been out, I think, for months now, and every time a print comes out, it's just gone. Uh, and what I'm hoping is that there are copies of it at Gen Con because they, they will have, somebody will have prepared and there will be copies for sale and they won't be marked up to ridiculous amounts. But if I can find one for a reasonable price, I'll be looking, gunning for a copy of Wingspan. Uh, another game an that I'll be looking for, and I want yeah. you guys to Google this if you can. It's called Horrified. Uh, And so Horrified is a game that's coming out from Prospero Hall. Uh, It's a cooperative adventure game. Uh, And I think it's essentially set to be, it's a mass produced game. It's set to be like sold at Target and stuff. Um, But what Horrified is, is it's like you as the party trying to go up against classic horror movie villains so, like, the creature from the Black Ragoon, uh, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein. And there's this, like, really campy-looking map, and all the art looks, like, straight out of, like, Golden Age or Silver Age cinema horror movies. Um, nice. And I've heard nothing but good things about the mechanics of this game. Like, it sounds like the t- it sounds like it's a cooperative game that doesn't suffer from alpha gamer syndrome like a lot of uh, um, cooperative games do, uh, and the right. fact that it has like these really like fun and classic horror movie things. It's just another thing that I feel like it's a good, maybe, you know, family style game. Uh, and we love cooperatives. We've been playing a lot of stuff fables at my house. Um, so I'm very eager to try a copy of horrified, uh, while I'm at Gen Con. Yeah. That sounds like a good, a good game. Yeah. I'm it's exa- I mean, I love co-op games already. Uh, and I, you know, I love horror movies. Uh, in all flavors, mm-hmm. uh, and and classic horror movies are no uh, no different. Like even though they're campy and you know they're maybe not like what we consider like great horror movies of the modern age, but that doesn't make them any less great. So no, 
like having this thing that's like a it's a, it's pure reverence too like it's not tongue in cheek at all like it's totally giving these movies their 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 due uh, I don't know. I just think it looks really fun. So I'll be, again, that's horrified by Prospero Hall. And I'll be looking to to give that an, a good shot. Yeah, I so feel like I could get behind that game. Yeah, dude, it just look, it looks super sweet. Um, and then outside of that, um, what a, lo- a lot of what I like to do at Gen Con is just walk the hall and listen for the people that are trying to hawk demos the hardest because very often the people, and this is a tip for anybody heading to Gen Con too, for your first time, if you're walking through the vendor hall and someone is like, Hey, Hey, try my game, try my game. Like they paid a good amount of money to be there. A, and they're super enthusiastic about you playing their game. Uh, and also very often the people that are working the hardest to get you to demo their game are the people with the most to prove and the people with the most innovative mechanics. Um, I can't tell, I mean, I, I can give you examples of board games that I've bought at Gen Con that I would have never given a second look had the person that was doing it, like giving the demos been very actively engaging me and asking me to come try their game and me being like, this game is actually really impressive. Um, and I'm definitely going to, we're going to do that on Saturday too. Cause that's always a thing that we do is just walk around and like, listen for those people that are like, Hey, Hey, please, please come try my game, try my game, try my game. And I, I'll tell you, I'm always pleasantly surprised when that happens. Uh, there's a very big card game out now. Uh, anybody who's listening, who's into the board game scene will have at least seen evolution. Uh, and the first time I ever saw Evolution was right before they delivered the original Kickstarter. It had already been on Kickstarter, and it was their release party was at Gen Con, uh, and that's what they were doing. They were there hawking Gen hawking Evolution super hard, and I played it, loved it, bought it on the spot, uh, and that's happened multiple times. So looking forward to having that experience again this year. Not bad. That sounds that sounds yeah. like a good way to also meet good designers because like you said they're probably the ones out there hawking their stuff the hardest yeah that's how we found that's how we found mercs uh one year i was doing i was in TempleCon and we did something very similar like we just spent a day walking the halls of the con and uh just went down one of the side walkways didn't even realize it was part of the con and there was just all these like side rooms that people were just talking shit in there, and one of them was Mercs, and we found it, and it was a, it was kind of fun game. Um, a friend of mine yeah, got way more into it than the rest of us, but you know we would have never found it if had we not done that. I mean, ex- exactly right. So, um, I'll be doing that, and I'll be also obviously this year. I'm a much keener miniatures game gamer than I have been previously at Gen Con. Um, the last Gen Con I went to, I had blinders for Malifaux and Guild Ball. <laughs> like, that was all I was looking at. Yep. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely have a more discerning eye for cool-looking miniatures games, and I'll definitely be looking to try some of those. Oh, you know what I didn't mention was Corvus Belly. <laughs> Somehow I missed mentioning that I was excited to stop by the Corvus Belly booth, too. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we you were talking about, about that last time. Yeah, we talked about that last mm-hmm. time, and I'm I'm still as excited as ever to try out um, Operation Wildfire, uh, and also they have a press conference, and they're going to be talking about Defiance. Um, cool, I'm looking forward to I, hearing more about that. Oh man, I am like so. My ultimate hope is that they're going to do the press conference for Defiance on Thursday, 
and then they're going to have Defiance at the con starting on Friday to demo. Um, oh, God, please let that be real. Because, I mean, we've seen <laughs> full bleed cards now. Like, we know what the cards look like. Uh, and the really neat thing is it looks like they use the dice from Aristea, and it looks like they use the mechanics from Aristea, which is amazing. Because I, for whatever reason, I was like, it's the same design team as Aristea. I'm really excited to see what they do. But for whatever reason, it never, like, came to mind that they were going to make a cooperative dungeon call based on the the Aristea mechanics, but now that I know, like, obviously, right? Right. Uh, but knowing that makes me even more excited about it because Aristea is so good. Um, and the idea of having Aristea as a cooperative dungeon crawl with, like, infinity caliber metal miniatures, oh, my fucking God. Like, talk about a like i've always wanted one of those hobby board games you know there's a ton of them out there you know like blackstone fortress being the newest example but um you know there's that game i can't think of the name of it right now but there's a game that comes out it's like a boutique game that's got metal minis and kingdom death and you know all of these sort of like uh games that come out that have really really nice boutique miniatures um, mm-hmm. And they're kind of like lifestyle board games. And there's just never been one that struck my fancy, but one based in the Infinity Universe with Corvus Belly Minis, you have got my attention. Um, especially if yeah. it uses yeah, as core mechanics. I'm interested to see how that one shapes up. Yeah, me honestly. too. Very, so so I, I, want, I want a detailed, detailed review if for some reason they do have it ready to demo oh yeah if they have it ready to demo i'm waiting in line to demo it that's how excited i would be if that was a uh, potential um because i am that much of a believer in the mechanics that they have the engine that they built for aristea um but yeah so yeah. that's that's yep. my gen con hype in a nutshell right there that's all of it well i you you also have to run by the uh war cradle booth oh of course yeah, they probably got something either for uh, Lost World Exodus or uh, more more pressing would be Dystopian Wars. Yeah, they yeah, put out a post a... today. They put out a post today for the Dystopian Wars specifically. So I'm definitely going to have a presentation or not a, pres- a presence there for it. Yeah, that's high on my list, and um, because, especially since I missed the demo of Dystopian Wars at uh, at Adepticon. Uh, it's high on my list to get a, a demo of Dystopian Wars, so you can uh, almost bet your bottom dollar that that's going to happen either after the Malifaux tournament on Friday or sometime on Saturday. Um, I'm hoping they show some Lost World Exodus stuff too because they've said that game is launching this year, right? And they're running out of time to introduce it in a more strong way if they're going to do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're going to though, because yeah. I think they're going to want to push the uh, dystopian wars. But dystopian wars sounds like next month or so ish, or within the next two months, and then and then uh, Lost World will be like a Christmas release. I guess we'll see then. Um, but you know, again, part of the fun of Gen Con is seeing all the stuff that gets announced, and then showed, and then demoed. Um, and if I'm, I'm really hoping they have uh, dystopian wars there with like final card art and final beta rules, or maybe even like 1.0 rules, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I would imagine they're at least going to show us whatever starter sets they're going to have, you know, and maybe some some more faction artwork and stuff like that. I hope. That's yeah, I mean, the case. I think if if they're having if they're if they're going for next month 
they should definitely have a, a heavy presence there for it. If they're going for next month, they should have pre-release starters there. And if they have pre-release starters there, I'm I'm almost certainly buying two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a feeling like it'll be like a September late September kind of thing. Well, we'll see. I mean, it, it, missing Gen Con for something like that is unfortunate because you can get the game in a lot of people's hands. Um, yeah. But we'll see what they do, right? All we can do is wait and see. I'm pretty sure they just, maybe beginning of June, they finalized the beta, I guess. They they were like, here's the last one. It's out for like a week. Uh, so, I mean, I know that they've done that step. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe that sounds like they won't have pre-release stuff, which is unfortunate. But, yeah, you know, maybe, it's a bummer. maybe they'll have something. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so that sounds like a good time. I'm, I'm awful jealous, sir. Yeah, At some point, well, I mean, we're going to go to Adepticon next year. So we'll have a big, yeah. big con under the belts. And Gen Con yeah. is stressful. <clears throat> well, because it's, I mean, it's, just, it's, a big, it's a, big, a big, huge con, not just for you know, minis and board games and stuff. Like, there's a lot of other stuff there. Like, a lot of celebrities go. Like, I know the one year I had the chance to go, I didn't go, and I kicked myself for it. You know, Bob Salvatore was there. You know, yeah, for the D and D community, I went, I went there one. I went there one year, and uh, uh, like Summer Glau was there. Uh, right. And, yeah. But the other thing is, like, they have the bit. There's the big artist thing, and you, the, you know, the thing that people forget is, like, as much as we love the miniatures aspect of it, and as much as we love the board gaming aspect of it, it is in its heart a role playing convention. Yeah. Uh, and the two biggest, the, the two biggest people that are there, like by far, by square footage, are Paizo and Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like Magic's huge there. Yeah, not only is Magic huge, but D and D is gigantic, and Pathfinder yeah. Second Edition is launching on Saturday, or on Thursday, <sighs> on Thursday. So Second Edition Pathfinder will be available for purchase at Gen Con for the first time on Thursday. So there is a huge basically a huge party for Paizo. Um, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a busy booth. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, the last time I was there, they were launching Starfinder, and it was a fucking madhouse. Um, so I can't imagine what it's going to be like for the second edition of Pathfinder, especially since they released the they released the character sheets this week, and like they, the collective internet lost its freaking minds uh, when they saw the <laughs> finalized, because there's a lot of implied changes from the open play test to the finished rules um okay based on the character sheets alone uh and people are very excited so yeah that's the i mean and I, i'm not a big uh, rpg guy i mean i like rpgs i play rpgs mainly through the breach and edge of the empire but um i can respect how big they are and i understand why people love them so much um but that's just the like the that's just part of like telling you how big gen con is right that there's like huge segments of people that go there for one or two thirds of what's going to be there right and you know one of the things i also like doing is playing overwatch there because they have like a big computer area <laughs> that's all land together uh, so i might play a round or two of overwatch while i'm there that's that's old school style so uh all right well it sounds like you're going to be uh having a grand old time this coming weekend uh we will be uh Gen canting. Yeah, like we'll be a soyfying it, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, which is which is not bad. No, um, sounds fun actually. So we're excited about that. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad deal at all. So, um, all right, well, uh, let's get let's get to wrapping this up. Uh, Chops, last thoughts on on your imminent Gen Con trip? Oh my God, my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that is the proper response. Uh, Chris, how about you? Uh, wish I could go there. Want the Simon stuff. Want the uh, want want the the Star Wars Legion stuff. Yeah, um, I would love to go to. Um, so that's, that's my final thought on that. And, uh, thanks to Staticus City for the music. Thanks to our patrons. Uh, thanks to everybody hanging out on Discord all the time. It has been crazy on Discord. Um, especially it's, it's just seems like there's always lots of talking. So come join us. Um, find us on social media, find us on the Patreon, uh, I'll, I'll put all the important links in the description of the show. Um, but other than that, we will uh, be looking forward to hearing Chops' adventures of Gen Con, hopefully next week. Yeah, yeah. So, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye! <clears throat>